You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio for the last 10 years, number 561 for Monday, August 3rd, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, IamNotWearingPants.com, and of course, OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. That's OutMotoring.com. And then you know, Trace so well, that's where I get all mine. <laughs> <laughs> It's PB in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio number 561. And just for the record, uh, two days ago, August 1st, the day that you guys were all driving across the bridge. Yeah, White Roof Radio turned 10. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday. Nice. Nice. Joining us this evening, of course, my good friend Todd Pearson is here from Kansas City. Uh, Alex is here as well from Boston. And uh, joined tonight by our good friend uh, Andrea Jones. AJ is with us as well. Everybody, good evening. Greetings. Evening. Greetings. That's very exciting. We've been doing this for ten years. We have been doing it for ten years, and it's funny because I searched, uh, I searched Amazon, and you can actually order a birthday cake from Amazon. Cake from Amazon. That's right. Isn't that insane? Like we were yes. saying, you can order anything from Amazon. Yeah, oh. I mean, as soon as you can order a cake, you can pretty much order anything, which is kind of scary when you think about it. But you know, in the summertime, I can imagine this. It's like it's like ninety eight degrees here, and I could come home and there's a cake on my porch, and it would be like a pool of cake. It really wouldn't be so much <laughs> stuff. You're gonna make me spit. It's like a fifty dollar. It's a fifty dollar liquid cake, is what it is. I'm imagining a so I'm imagining Amazon box with Amazon tape, and you open it up, and it's like, oh, happy birthday. It smells like cake. like cake, but sure doesn't look like it. <laughs> but, but at that point, it would be like a weird prank. It's a $50 <laughs> pool of goo is what it is. Yes. Uh, we don't have Chad this evening because this evening was last Thursday. Chad was uh, prepping for minis on the Mac, the big thing on the bridge. Hopefully, record was broken. AJ's uh, halfway there. She's only in Ohio. So she said, oh, heck, I'm only going to be in Ohio. What else am I going to do? I'll be on the show. Um, and so we're going to have more from them hopefully later in the show. We're going to find out later if that's true or not. Or there's a separate thing in the show or something. Anyway. Uh, who else is going to be there? Charlie Volgeheim from Motor Trend Podcast is going to be there, too. Yeah, we hope to get uh, some of you guys on the phone here later in the show, live from it, by the magic of radio. <laughs> magic of radio and internet. We're going to fast forward two days to the uh, Mini on the Mac and do a live interview. Yeah, the show math is giving me a headache again. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that. Of course, we've got news from motoringfile.com. We have Alex's thoughts on the JCW since he actually did get to drive it last week up in Limerick. Remember, we talked to him and Gabe last week about it. Um, so we're going to let him wrap that up. Um, we've got Top Gear news and whatever else we managed to think of between now and the end of the show. Before we get to any of that, though, let's talk about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the White Roof. I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com. Uh, and it's the mini dipstick. It's the uh, FlexPod adapter. It's the springs for the F56, the intake for the F56. It's that really nice gear shift knob. It's the short shift kit. It's all the things that Craven Speed makes. They're all super awesome. They're made with lasers and robots out of unobtainium. I mean, it's from the future, guys. This is the stuff you want on your Mini. It doesn't matter which Mini you've got. There's something cool for you over at Craven Speed. CravenSpeed.com. Go over there, and when you're there, what I'd like you to do is make sure you sign up for their newsletter. Um, that way, you, something new comes out. They'll update you via email, which is super rad and super awesome. And then go get yourself something nice, like any of the items that I've already mentioned, like the short shifter or the gear shift lever or the FlexPod adapter to hold your phone or some performance springs or, 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 or any of the things all available over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com, home of the electric mini. Uh, Maestro, if you please. There it is. Boom. Good. Alex is getting good at that. One of these days, I'm just gonna I'm gonna have a string of everybody who <laughs> makes the the news music with their mouth <laughs> because every every week it seems to happen. Like you do it, Chad does it, DB does it. Oh, no, 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 no. But I, when I do it, I'm doing it like I'm Chevy Chase in um uh, in Caddyshack in Caddyshack. Caddyshack. No, 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 more like the McMahon noise when I do it than the actual news music. Right, right. Uh, anyway, let's start off. Let's get the easy ones out of the way. First, hopefully you guys were all over at the Mackinac Bridge, Mackinac Bridge there in Michigan uh, to break the record. That would be awesome. Uh, check back to Motoring File, White Refredo, Facebook page, wherever, to see if the record was actually broken. Hopefully what happened on Saturday. Is that where the famous peaches are from? I just want to know that. I don't 
peaches. AJ, AJ you peaches? can. You, what you know, are you talking about? Mackinac no, peaches. Fudge from Mackinac. No, Mackinac. I don't know anything about peaches. All right, don't make me use the Google. Mackinac peaches. Yeah, I don't know anything about Mackinac peaches. All right, you guys keep talking. I'm going to Google. Imagine there being good peaches from Michigan. I don't recall that. I dated somebody from Michigan, and I don't remember anything about peaches. Now it's Mackinac, A-W, so. Oh, see, there you go. Um, So I hope the record was broken. We'll see. Uh, Check back next week, or check back yesterday, or check back earlier today. I actually think if we, like, look now, we could find out if they have actually... And, registered in people. And by the way, Mackinac peaches aren't real. But, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm hoping that um, there's a lot of the people that just show up and don't register. Because there's a lot of people in many community that don't. They're not registerers. They're not RSVPers. But so they just kind of show up. They got to register, or it yeah, won't, but uh, they have to register in order for uh, right to get this world book of records to even show up or consider it. Okay. So. so hoping that people don't just show up. Yeah. But there is a post from Minnie on the Mac from an hour ago. Minnie has taken over. So let's see. There's a possibility that we have enough people. See, there you go. And Check w- back. And while you say that, Mackinac peaches don't really exist. They were a fabrication of Seinfeld. Ah, uh, there you go. I'm telling you, it's Mackinac Island fudge. If you want something from Mackinac, Mackinac Island, it's the fudge. That's it. AJ, yeah. I want fudge. Hook, hook a brother up. Fudge. I will. Thank you. I will. Uh, moving on, uh, we've talked about our boys from the Top Gear uh, in the past. Speaking of Amazon, yes. Speaking of Amazon, because you know we all know Jezza got hungry and punched somebody, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so what what happened? I think after after he got kicked out of uh, the BBC, Jeff Bezos probably called the guy from Amazon Prime Services and said, "Dude, I want the guys from Top Gear from Top Gear on the Amazon Prime video, and also get me the guy that gets punched in the face because it's gonna he's gonna be useful as well." Yes. <laughs> so that's what happened. And then he said, "I don't really don't care about how much it's gonna cost." It just kind of make me sad because I, I I wish Netflix, you know, had won the the bid to get them. I really I, I have both of the uh, of the services. And the, the, I think the biggest problem with Amazon Prime is that you have to watch it through a device. Either what's the little Fire Stick? <coughs> no, you can watch it. Yeah. On the you what? You can watch it from the website. Yeah, you can. Watch, no, I'm saying if you want to watch but it on, on Apple tele- TV, if you want to watch it on a television, if you want to be like oh. a, a sophisticated yeah. person, you have and, to have a Chrome Stick or right. uh, you know one of those little Chrome dongle sticks or, or, stick I, or Fire or, Stick. I watch it through PS3. I use my PS3, PS3 or an or, or an Xbox. Or, um, Xbox, but it, it is not available on Apple TV. Amazon Prime right. is not, and it's built into. I've got a smart TV. Also, I've got a. I'm not going to say the brand, but I have a brand of smart TV that the app Amazon Prime app is built into it, and the interface is abysmally bad. I don't it, even go to it because it's pretty good on the Roku box. Uh, you can also watch it on your uh, iDevice or Android. Yes, there is an app. There's an app for it on all those. I mean, you can watch it everywhere except Apple TV, so it's not really that big of a deal. Anyway, apparently Amazon did back up a bigger dump truck full of money than Netflix did, and the boys will be uh, taking the Top Gear-like show, including producer Andy Will, Will Andy Willem, Willman, Willman, or Willem. Anyway, Willem. they're bringing him along too, uh, and they're gonna, from what I understand, from what I've read on the internet, they're gonna start shooting soon, and they are gonna have content ready for us to consume in 2016. Awesome! That means I can keep watching. Ah. And I like that they're calling it a an unscripted show. Yeah, this is total. Sorry, No, from what I from what I'm reading again, this is just from what I'm reading on the internet. Amazon just says, "Dude, just make us a show." Yeah, and as much as everybody likes to think that uh, the Top Gear was real, come on, that thing was scripted. Like some some episodes, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. but the yeah. it was, it was completely less, scripted. I think it was, I think it was more just like here's our plan for the day, and just but I mean, tape uh, on all the things. But oh I, come but I mean, on! That one point. show where they had the stupid cars, where they ran around like getting cheap cars, and then they strapped that dead cow on the top—that was completely. Sc- sc- there's no way you couldn't like. Some of that. I mean, there's there's so much there's so much money involved, and and also some of the stuff like the example that AJ just gave is just. I mean, you have to prepare this in advance. I mean, uh, as much as they are really good actors. Uh, it's, it's just like you got to prepare this in advance. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think they told them they had to eat roadkill. It's like, please. We have actually evolved into a, a discussion. Like, remember back in the day, people to discuss whether re- people used to discuss whether wrestling was real or not. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can agree. What is that- wrestling? Yeah. Up here. What is wrestling? Okay, French boy. Come w- on. WWF. I'm just kidding. Just look. Oh, he knows. No. I know. 
So anyway, that's <laughs> anyway for those of you who are fans of uh, James May and uh, Jezza and uh, the Hamster, keep an eye on your Amazon Prime. They'll be coming in 2016. Very exciting stuff. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I don't know, I'm excited. But whatever. I mean, that's the only reason I'm going to have to is to uh, get Amazon Prime because I've refused to have it until then. I'm going to go buy some Amazon stock right now. So that's a bad idea, either. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on mute while I call my broker. So okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, moving on really quick before we get to Alex talking about the uh, JCW car, um, Mini USA has reannounced the recall affecting 2015 F56 models. Uh, there's a the side impact crashing. We talked about this. Ooh, when did we talk about this? I think it was back in February or March. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all they've done is it's the same recall. They've just expanded it to 2015 models. It was right. on 2014, but now they've included JCWs. Um, I believe are the four doors included? Uh, no, just the hard top. It's, it's just a hard top, and it's uh, cars that were produced from December 2013 through March, <coughs> of, March of 2015. Yeah. So yeah. you'll you'll get a you'll get a nice letter in the mail. Say hey, contact your you know well, contact your service uh, advisor and make an appointment, and they'll get you sorted out. And let me explain uh, how in the last year um, the uh, uh, NHTSA I got that right Good has job. changed the way they handle recalls. Okay. It used to be you would learn of a recall first by getting a letter, and then people would start getting these letters, and those letters would come from the manufacturer or the dealer, and those would not get to you until the fix was ready. Okay? That's how it used to be. So when you got the letter, you could go, oh, hey, I've got a recall on my car. Ring up the dealer. Hey, I see there's a recall, and they're like, great, let's get you scheduled to get in. It doesn't work like that anymore. When the National Highway Transportation and Safety Administration uh, figures out they're going to issue a recall, they require the manufacturer to send out the notice immediately, even before they figure out how to fix it. Right. Even before parts are available to be able to fix it. So, for example, I am part of the recall. My 2006 Mini Cooper S, JCW GP, by the way. You said it. Everybody take take a drink. Um, It has been recalled for the passenger side airbag airbag mat in the seat, right? So, I got that letter, geez, two months ago, like eight weeks ago, and my dealer still has no idea what they're going to do to fix it. Like, they don't have parts or parts aren't available or anything like that. I can't schedule the fix because the letter now says, hey, your car's been recalled. Wait for your dealer to get a hold of you now. And I'm like, this is just freaking people out, but I'm sure it's all about liability and lawyers and all kinds of crap like well, that. You no, know, they're, they're trying to avoid getting stuck in a situation like Chrysler Fiat's stuck in right now where they actually need to buy back yeah. millions of cars. Well, and they just got levied a fine of $150 million or something like that. Yeah. For failing to to do it correctly, so my guess is if you're one that wants to buy a Fiat 500 or one of those godforsaken Fiat XLs, do it now because they're not going to be available in the United States much longer. <laughs> well, and you know no, what? Don't pra- do it. Just don't do it. They're practically giving those away. And you know, I had speaking of Fiats, then we're going to move on. Here's a th- I, I have this ridiculous theory. Not even oh. a theory. It has nothing to do with that. There are three Fiat. Fiat. Good gosh, no more tequila for Todd. There are three Fiat dealers in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And one mini dealer. Somebody explain the sense that that makes. Chrysler. And, and yeah, the Fiat dealers are all within Chrysler dealers. So right. it's just like a little building off to the side in a parking lot. But yeah. You have a lot of Chrysler dealers because you're farm country, so they sell a lot of Dodge pickup trucks. Yeah. They, they, so they say, hey, there's a Chrysler dealer, even though it's mostly selling trucks. Let's, uh, let's, toss, let's slice out a section and put a Fiat in there as well. Because honestly speaking, uh, uh, I don't see that many Fiats on the road. I'll see one every day or two, um, mm-hmm. but it's not like minis where I see three every 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. you know, here, here in the big city, I see more minis than Fiat's for sure. So anyway, well, take, th- take this recall for, for what it's worth. If you have a 2014 or 15 F56 hardtop um, or a JCW that's produced through March of 2015. And yep. if you're curious about that, people, you want to know when your car was produced, open up the driver's side door. Mm-hmm. And there's a little plate. There's a serial plate, what it's called on there. And there will be a date. And, and the only information you get on the car itself is a month and a year. It'll right. say like 03-2015. So you'll know my car was produced in the month of March 2015. Right. And that's how you know at least kind of the window. And you could look at that yourself and go, well, I don't even need to bother my dealer. I'm not in this window. So please do that before you get a phone call because, man, 
They love, I'm being sarcastic right now. They love getting those phone calls from people and answering 27 things times a day. Is my yeah. car recalled? Well, what's your VIN? And yeah, seriously, do, do a little due diligence on your part first before you bug your service advisors. But, you know, uh, if, if you don't or you're unsure about it, go ahead and just give them a call. They'll look it up for you. You can also call the, the mini USA hotline. And you can also there's a there's a government website where you can actually enter your VIN number. Yeah, you put your VIN number in. And it'll tell it. you if there's any recalls on your car at all. Like if you're unaware and a lot of times that'll happen if you buy a car second hand. Let's say you bought it at CarMax or a used car lot or from a personal you know, from a, a, another individual. There may be recalls because that information didn't get to the manufacturer that the car has changed hands because of course that information has to go through the states and depending on what state you live in Paperwork, red tape, yada yada yada. So I would recommend, hey everybody, linking, I am linking that site up right now. And for those of you who are playing on the home game, it's uh, recalls.gov. Or if you just hit up, I am not wearing pants.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I am not wearing pants.com, and we will that is tell the you best thing ever. We will tell you if your car has been recalled for any reason. All you need is your VIN number. You're gonna have to either write it down. Or use your smartphone or mobile device to go out. It's a lot of numbers. It's like what, like ninety bajillion. It's a digits. lot of numbers, and you'll find it underneath the driver's side. You have to look at the front. Get the, it's, it's, it's at the numbers base, and letters at the base of the windshield. Base of your windshield on the driver's side of your car. Correct. Yes. So go check out IamNotWearingPants.com to see if your car's affected. There you go. <laughs> this week, <laughs> another fine, another fine service brought to you by your friends at White Roof Ridge. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it is. I am not wearing pants.com is the best invention of all. It, it really is. It's, it's like being rickrolled on White Roof Radio weekly. It's like, on, on it's a like weekly what is this, where is this going to take me this week? Uh-huh. I don't know. I should have, I, I, I should have bought, bought a patent on this thing because now everybody's using it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to start putting Google AdWords on I am not wearing pants. <laughs> no, come on, man. I want some of the money now. <laughs> I'm using it as a handy redirector so people go, oh, I am not wearing pants. That's really funny. It's very clever. That's our <laughs> new tool. That's my new favorite thing. Let's move on, shall we? Yes. Alex got to drive a JCW. He didn't and I'm jealous. JCW. Um, I'm, he got to drive it on a track. We're presuming that he was able to get out of second gear. I'm not sure. Sometimes they make you get just pretty slow. Alex, how was your time in Lime Rock? Uh, my time in Lime Rock was pretty amazing uh obviously you would say this i mean i guess anybody would say this for the first you know press uh press event but i was really amazing all around uh because they good they take really good care of us because they the uh the fleet manager or the one who's uh sorry the uh, route scout chose like really amazing roads to uh for us to really um Bring the JCW where it should be supposed to be supposed to be brought, and also uh, and also because the activities are pretty fun. I mean, you know, everything all around was really really fun, and you get to meet a lot of uh, of people from the automotive press. It's always very interesting. You learn some uh, interesting things that we'll talk about later. But uh, yeah, all around they did a, a really good job, and I applaud Mini Mini USA uh, on this on this press event. Well, and so let's say this: you you drove a JCW in Boston. You took it for a test drive, and you said it was really terrible because you never really got over fifteen miles an hour or thirty five miles an hour, and it was all in town driving. So you really couldn't tell about the car, right? And I think yeah, you, yeah, exactly. You mentioned, yeah. you mentioned that in your article also: is that this is really the kind of exercise you need to see if you want to own this car. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so especially like talking to this, I, I wanted to kind of apologize to Todd because after the the day of uh, the day of driving, like I I messaged Todd and I said to him, "Man, this is so difficult those uh, press events because like you're so tired after the fact." And and Todd, you know, was kind of nice and responded, "Well, next time I'll go in your place," which basically <laughs> means, "Dude, you're you're an ass. Like you're at the amazing <laughs> stuff and you're complaining." <laughs> and I realized this after the fact. So sorry for this. <laughs> the reason I'm saying this is because <laughs> the reason I'm saying this is because yes, like when when you're test driving a car like this for a press event, and because of the road that we're chosen, they want you to really push the car like to its to its limits, right? And so that means uh, hopefully I don't get arrested for this, but that means <clears throat> in a you know in a 
uh, locations where it's limited at 50 miles an hour, you're basically driving between 80 and 100. And so you have to be really, really focused and really pay attention to what you're doing. Even though those roads, there is not a lot, of, I mean, there's pretty much no traffic. It doesn't mean like it's a free, it's a free fall, right? You need to be really, really careful. And because of this, when you're doing, when you're doing this all day, you are really, really tired at the end, but it's so exciting, so exhilarating. And uh, and to come back to what you just said, Todd, it it, it brings it uh, made you really realize that for this for this kind of car and any kind of car that are in the same breed, if you will, like enthusiast car, like you can't just go test driving it at a at a, at a dealer because first of all, they will ne- never let you push it, and even if they let you, it will be so short that you will have. It's very difficult for to make up your mind on on this car. Well, and I got to say that's the reason why they do press events like this because <clears throat> the enthusiasts, the real enthusiasts, who don't have the time to figure out how to do that or don't have a friend who has one they that they can borrow, they turn to people like us. They're like, "Well, let me see what the white roof radio guys think of this car," and you get to go, you got to go drive it and push it and and give us your opinion. So. Now it's time to lay it down for people. You got to drive both of the uh, the manual transmission, which really this is the first time it's been seen in the U.S., and the automatic transmission version. Tell us your <laughs> thoughts on both of those cars. Yeah, so uh, to you know to Gabe's despair, you know a lot. Like I could not convince Gabe, and I'm pretty sure I will never be able to convince him. Like I just love the uh, auto transmission. I don't. <clears throat> I love the the manual transmission, but if it was a as I said in my review, if it's a daily car, like automatic just makes sense, and also because it's so fast. I mean, it's a really, really good transmission. Uh, the manual is amazing, but then again, and that's a question for you guys: when you have rev matching and when it's so easy to you know to change gears, like what is the difference between pushing a pedal and moving a stick back and forth and playing with a pedal shifter? Like I don't see, I don't see the difference because now because of the rev matching, you need no skills to actually. Uh, use the manual transmission so I'm like what's the I don't see like you know I don't see what's so enthusiastic about it that you really really have to have a manual transmission I, I don't know maybe I tend maybe to agree I'm, with you I tend to agree with you however those of us who've driven manual transmissions our entire lives and I think all of us on the show here yes. um, with the exception of Alex uh, have a manual transmission car am I right I yeah manual yep yep even yep. even our lady friend Andrea who's on the show has a manual transmission Cooper um. So, uh, yeah, I think we all like that feeling of control, even though I know in my mind the automatic is faster and more fuel efficient. Mm-hmm. I think I would still choose the manual transmission, and Alex would probably say you're crazy, and Gabe would probably agree with me. But it's it's a matter of opinion at this point, and I'm glad to hear that we've got two different sides of the same. You know, Alex likes the automatic better. Gabe likes the manual. Take it. For you know, and I think. Yeah. I think a lot of us, like the, us older guys, Alex, we like the manual transmission because the performance is always better, even in the, the R56. The R56 automatic transmission up until 2013 was truly hateful. It was just it was <laughs> awful. It really was. Todd, you remember of that car? It was horrible. I, hate, I, I did not. I was not a fan of the R56 on my Horrible. Camera. And in the Cooper, it was there was no power. It was a life sucking force mounted in the middle of the car. Um, and in uh, the R53, it wasn't that great. And there was this, of course, the CVT, which all self destructed except for Crazy Susans at a hundred thousand miles. And then but, you know you go back and and unless you've got a big burly V8 with a turbo four hundred. You know, you're you're rocking a, a Chevy 350 with a Turbo 400. That's when you want an automatic transmission, just so where you're cheaper, so you're not blown through a clutch every week. But on these smaller cars, it's just always you got always got better performance and better everything, better mileage, better performance, better everything. And all that being said, though, I think I would because now we're in the century and we've got 27 yeah. speed transmissions that do everything and they're more efficient and blah 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 blah. So. Yeah. I, I think I would still choose. Like, here's the one factor that nobody's considered. It's seventeen hundred dollars cheaper, but that to, too to I mean, have a manual transmission. You can put, you know, it's. Well, I'm I'm saying that I I don't know if that's an accurate number. It's like fifteen or seventeen hundred dollars. Let's just say it's fifteen hundred dollars cheaper. You could put fifteen hundred dollars worth of accessories on the car for the same amount of money. So, Alex, what's your take on that? Yeah, I would still go with the automatic, but let me let me bring. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> He's like, no, damn the hardened card and give me the automatic. This is in traffic no, in no. California. I'm in, I'm in traffic. I'm in traffic too, but I'd still get a manual. I I built my JCW by the way. Since we're talking about JCWs, I actually built my JCW. And it was less than thirty four thousand dollars, unless I put a man automatic, and then it goes up to like thirty eight or something stupid. 
Yeah, so, so the reason I would still go with the manual, uh, the automatic, it's because I would drive this car as a daily driver. If it was my weekend car, we'd totally get manual. No, no questions asked. But uh, as you know, guys, they're going to be switching to an 8-speed uh, automatic transmission, uh, probably with the LCI. And so this transmission would probably drive me mad because you would be shifting this thing like all the time, like all the time playing with the pedal shifter. There's just so many speeds. I'm doing it with my uh, BMW. I have seven speeds and I'm playing with it like all the time. This is driving me insane. And after getting out of the Mini, I was like so frustrated because seven speed is just one too many speeds already. And so with eight speeds, it's, I mean, you you just want to kill yourself. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> be, well, between no, a stoplight, I mean, you're going to shift. annoying. Like yeah. I'm flipping this thing all the time. You're going to shift six I, times I in a block. decide. Should I be in six? Should I be in seven? I don't know. Wow. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly Alec, what it is. How is the how is the power? How is the sound? How is everything that makes this car a JCW? Oh man, the sound! The sound of the engine is. I haven't heard a good a, such a good sound uh, since the R53 days, and I'm not trying to be like an R56 hater, but this is this is a fact. And Gabe was on this is on the is on the same same opinion as I am. Uh, the engine sounds beautiful. I know there is a little bit of you know digital uh, adjustment in there. But it's still very much the sound from the engine, whatever you'd say about it. Okay. Uh, and they've done a, an awesome job on it. And I just can't imagine how much better it's going to get over the years because th- this engine is fairly new, right? So if you're trying to compare it to a, I don't know, to a 2-liter Volkswagen uh, engine that has been out for some time, it's a really, really good engine. This one is, is fairly new and it sounds already so good. And, and I really can't wait to, uh, to see what BMW is going to do with it. Um, and-, and as yeah, go ahead. Tom. I was going to say, speaking of sound, let me throw this in here, and we can blow everybody's minds a little bit. I had you ask. I, I texted you Saturday morning, and I said, can you find out? Because we were told up to this point that the, uh, the JCW Pro exhaust that we all got to drive last year on Mini Takes the States, right. that that was only going to be available for the Cooper S. Well, tell, tell us what you learned from Patrick and Chris about this on the JCW. So the uh, the exhaust uh, you can uh, mount it on the JCW, but it will not bring you any uh, uh, additional performance. It's just going to bring you a sound, and this is really worth it. I mean, <laughs> so get the get the manual very... transmission for the same amount of money you could put this exhaust on it then. You know, yeah, you know what I'm but, saying. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go back to the to the kind of uh, people that are buying this car, and I'm gonna tell you why it's irrelevant to make this calculation. But let's let's assume you're right. Okay, yes, you could use that money. You should use that money actually to buy that exhaust, uh, even though it's not gonna bring you anything uh, uh, additional. The joy of hearing that sound, you know, it's gonna make it even better. Yeah, it's a, I mean, so much better. Uh, even though the JCW exhaust is pretty good, but. Uh, I think at this point, and we already had a debate about exhaust. I think two weeks ago, uh, it's it's almost as good as probably the exhaust on the R50 on the stock R53 at this point, which is kind of sad when you think about it. Uh, but that's that's yeah, that's what it is. As far as the handling goes, amazing. I think a sway bar would go would do a, a lot of good. And uh, for the color, I had a chance to drive Moonwalk Gray, uh, Chili Red, and Rebel Green. Uh, Rebel Green is by far the best uh, all around. Uh, that's a, it looks like cement. I like it for a gray. Moonwork? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good gray. Uh, don't get me wrong. Those, those colors are all good. I mean, I, I just think Rebel Green is the best. And it is, yeah, the Connacht Green, so we got confirmation from Mini USA that Connacht Green is exactly the same color as Rebel Green. I guess it's just so much easier to spell and uh, pronounce. Uh, <laughs> no, but really, they, they actually <laughs> said that. <laughs> and, uh, I agree, because Connacht Green, it's like unless you're Scottish, you don't know what that it is <laughs> exactly and uh rebel green and, would you pay a thousand dollars for that color paint though yeah i would totally pay a thousand i mean this car is going to ruin me honestly but uh <laughs> 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 okay. you're in love with this car you really alex can. i have it's i have two funny. i call your broker and get some amazon stock and you'll be fine <laughs> all right you think they can do a group buy with you and yeah. <laughs> get some discount in there hey, i bet you could buy it on amazon <laughs> <laughs> So uh, what what I was saying, yeah. So so the same color we got on the days on the WC50, and the only sad thing about it, but it's sad only for the WC50 owners, uh, is that there is no really no color that is off limit, no special edition color that is off limit in the for Mini, with, except for the GP1, I think. Yeah, they've never put that color. Now, granted, that color was a BMW color. It was called uh, Michigan Blue, and it was on a seven series in the 
I want to say the early 2000s. Oh, but yeah, it, you're right, you're right. But yes. it, it was the same, and I only learned that because it's the same paint code. If you go to a paint store, an auto paint store, it's the same paint code for Michigan Blue on a 7 Series. But other than that, you're correct. There's never been a Mini that is uh, Thunder Blue Metallic other than the GP1. So I need someone to explain me what is the uh, what's the deal with people hating to spend money on paints. I'm not talking about like a thousand dollars on paint is an extreme, right? But like spending five hundred you know dollars on metallic paint, I don't understand what's the big holdout on on this. Like, what is it such a big thing? So we were on the. There are only three cars that are not yeah. metallic. Yeah, there's only three cars that that uh, aren't metallic in the mini line right now. It's pepper white, chili red, and you can only get the chili red with a JCW exterior kit or a JCW. And uh, finally, the volcanic uh, I, orange. I just I can't that call it orange. It's yellow. Pencil color. It's yellow. It's number two it's, yellow pencil. It's number two yellow pencil. It's taxi cab colored. Although you know what? It if, is. If you or hold, cab colored. Yeah. If you hold a white sheet of paper, up, if you hold a white sheet of paper up to it, and it's at sunset, and there's an orange glow in the sky, it looks kind of orange. It's probably PMS one twenty six. Well, <laughs> you're probably we you're probably right for those printing <laughs> nerds out there. Let me get out my Pantone matching system. I don't know. That's just a guess. That's off the top of my head. But anyway, um, I think it's just a money grab that people are annoyed that why do I have to pay five hundred extra dollars if I don't want one of these three colors? I have to pay five hundred dollars to get some other color. And we've often been critical of Mini and BMW for crying out loud for being way too conservative on their color choices. But DB, remember we talked to them back in at Mini United 2010, and they yep. let us know that it cost them a ridiculous amount of money. And I want to say it was something like half a million dollars to develop. That's a lot of money, but like a, a ridiculous amount of time to develop a color to come yep. up with something, and they have to do it like two or three years in advance. And yep. so AJ, you're in the printing business, and the and are, you know, and they're limited. Of, they can only they can only spray what. Seven, Se- yeah, they're limited by the number. Yeah, by the number of colors. At the factory, I think it was. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the whole point was like, I think people think it's a money grab, and they get kind of pissed off that, uh, you know, they have to pay five hundred or a thousand dollars extra for you know mm. metallic paint. That's just kind of my take on it, and yeah. I think the the paint choices are too conservative, and that many needs to just open up a little bit. But as I was about to say, that they have to develop these colors two and three years in advance, so they have to kind of look into the future. And AJ, I know you work in printing. And, and design, and you know how hard it is to know what's going to be popular next year, let alone three years from now. Yeah, that's true. Right? So um, they try and, I think, stick with the more conservative, hey, silvers and grays always sell well. Black and white, of course, are, always sell well. And then go from there. Because we've seen some colors come and go within less than a year, right? Yeah. Yep. We yep. have um, silk green, velvet red, nightfire red, uh, a couple of the blues. Even the expensive ones. Remember Laguna Green that was out for like five minutes on the yeah. movie. That was a, that was a thousand. Five minutes. That was a thousand dollar paint job too. That was a thousand bucks. And I think the five minutes paint color paint. <laughs> they that real, your eyes and it's gone. Uh, high class gray. That was a thousand dollar paint job. And that was another good color too. Another good gray. Right now, the the two that are thousand dollar paint jobs are Rebel Green and um, Lapis Luxury Blue. Right, and the, I like that lapis luxury blue. It's nice. It's good, but it's not different enough from the the other dark blue that's available on Mini right it's now. Not. So and maybe I'm, they should hire a real designer to come up with some my you know colors. <laughs> oh, and, zing! And, ooh, sorry, sorry, Mini. <laughs> AJ's but never getting invited to Germany. Seriously, it's not that difficult. I mean, but there's a bazillion colors to choose you know, from. So I'm happy that there isn't a purple. Well, ooh, I yeah, liked no. the I liked the purple when it was on uh, the Mini. I keep seeing that uh, the either the Ford Explorer or the Mazda SUV thing, and every time I see it in that purple, I think it's a paceman. I'm telling you, if they came out with a Tiffany color, they'd get the women in a heartbeat. You know what? You oh know my where God, it's so cliche. You know where they... <laughs> I know, it's funny, but it's true. You can get it's a Tiffany color blue car. It's uh, An M3 has that color now. Yeah, yep. no, I wouldn't buy one. That'd be gross. Yeah, it's a baby blue, and I think it's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, well, oxygen, oxygen blue was pretty close to Tiffany blue. It was fairly close, yeah. It was a little more... Uh, it was almost turquoise but... They couldn't really get the Tiffany... No way. Oxygen Blue was not turquoise It was awesome. It was good. It was... Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Ice Blue. I'm sorry. There's Yeah, there the was... Ice Blue was... Mm. Yeah, Oxygen Blue was actually close, and that was inspired... We were told by the designers that, that was inspired by the Ford GT40, the classic uh, blue and orange um, Gulf livery. Oh, nice. They That's actually, a very nice inspiration. Yeah. yeah, that was actually the inspiration for that color. So it was fantastic. So, 
All right. So, Alex, let's wrap up on on uh, your thoughts on the JCW because did you get to drive this on the track? Yeah. So, uh, so just before we actually talk about the track, just some couple of things that I didn't like so much. Though this car, like on the inside, it makes a lot of noise, and that's I think a, a lot of it is due to the tires. And it's funny because I I also have run flats on on my car. And it is not, I mean, it's really not noisy compared to the Mini. So I'm not sure if there is like a difference of, of quality in the in the run flats between Mini and BMW, but maybe there is. I don't know. Maybe someone can tell it's us about, yeah. Assy's tuned for the run flat tires. Yeah. So that's just not, I mean, that's just not like to, it's, I mean, if you buy this car, just buy it with regular tires. Uh, also. Which is a no seats. cost option, which is no cost option, by the way. No I'm cost like. option. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, the seats, I was kind of disappointed with the seats, honestly. Like, we've been giving so much praise to the seats uh, after MTTS on the F56, the sports seats. Yeah. But those ones are really not good. I don't know if uh, Todd or, or GB or you guys have, have had a chance to, ch- to sit in a, in a JCW, but it's uh, it's not that comfortable. I mean, I was kind of... No, no, disappointed by it. I said the same thing when I first, when I drove the JCW um, a couple of months ago that they're not as comfortable as the seats we have, and we've got the JCW interior pack on the F56 that's here from 2014, which are basically the same seats we had last year on Mini Takes Estates. Yeah. And I would tend to agree with you. It's like, ugh, I love the I love the fact that they're kind of stylish looking, but you know, I, I like the sports seats better. <laughs> Yeah, and um, and so the final, uh, the final. Well, it's not it's not something I don't like so much, but it's something that's totally open for debate. Is who this car is made for, uh, and I think it's it's made for uh, mini enthusiasts. I I don't see, I don't see this car. I see this car having a lot of difficulties getting people into the brand. I think you, especially in the US, I think you've been a mini buyer for many many years, and you just you know. Uh, slowly but surely upgraded your car over the year from Cooper to Cooper S and now maybe JCW or you've been a JCW owner all along which and, is, uh, is funny that's, that's how I see it I don't think people I don't think anyone is car shopping this car against a GTI or a Focus uh, STRIs or whatever they call it uh, I think yeah I think it's going to be mostly mini owners which is funny because um, what was passing around my social media feeds last week at quite a pace was the review from Jalopnik of this and uh, Steph from Jalopnik um, was at your press event Bernie girl the one that was she was the one that was posting pictures of the she bunny she said it's bunny eat. girl yeah he, she, yes. had a, she had a stuffed bunny with her that she was Just taking picture. and it's on it's on the review on Jalopnik if you go take a look at that, but anyway, why did she have a stuffed bunny? I don't know. We're not going there at this point. We're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna say we're gonna put that up there as the the. Okay, this is this is who this was. Her uh, point in the story was you're gonna see this at a lot of like sorority houses and colleges uh, because girls are gonna love this car. And I'm like, who what? is she? Has I I think Alex, you hit it on the head. And then people who read Jalopnik are going to read that and go, this is a sorority girl car? What is she talking about? It's a college kid car? No, it's a rich college kid car, maybe. Is she drunk? Well, if you have rich parents who will just buy you whatever. But I'm like, I think those those kids, I'm just stereotypically throwing this out there. I think those are the parents who are probably going to buy their kids a Fiat 500. And <clears throat> wrongly I mean- so. What- You're right, because, because, uh, because Todd, do you want to start again? No, I'm still here. Okay, sorry. Uh, I think you're right because it's funny. At the end of the at the end of the of the event, I asked the fast lane car guy, uh, "Who do you think? Who does he think this car is made for?" And his son was with him. His son is helping him, you know, produce the show, and he's uh, 18 or 19, something like this. And he said, "Well, if if we had if we had like to choose now, I would buy a GTI. But as my son versus this and a GTI, you would totally get the Mini because the Mini is just so much more fun to drive like all the time." But the GTI is fun to drive only when you push it, and that's that's I, that's a totally accurate statement. Interesting. That's yeah. Very interesting. I will look for that Jalopnik review because I can't seem to find it because it's a Gawker site, which means it's horrible to. There's manage. no way to search. <laughs> yeah, uh, search doesn't work. So I'll see if I can find that Jalopnik review just for the picture of the bunny in the seat of the JCW. <laughs> Why not? Done and done. Um, I think now would be a good stop. 
interesting point. Let me remind you guys about some uh, another one of our sponsors here on the White Roof, and we're going to talk more about with whatever else we can come up with. Hopefully, even the kids from Minis on the Mac. But let's go over to uh, outmotoring.com, shall we? Just for a quick minute. Um, it's motoring season. We know this. Uh, a lot of you guys have uh, Mini Cooper S's. Don't come with a spare tire. You got run flats. You might have gotten rid of the run flats because you didn't like them. They're too expensive. Whatever. No, we're not going to judge. But you know what you might want to think of getting? A spare tire. They sell them for you. Really, they do over at outmotoring.com, just like Chad does at Detroit Tune. Aaron at Outmotoring's got you, got you covered as well. doesn't matter if you've got the uh, R50 through R56 with the four-bolt pattern or the 56 with the five-bolt. He's got the space saver spare you need, want, and desire all for you over at outmotoring.com. Go check it out. And, and then also when you're there, you can uh, check out the uh, the racing gauge. Super awesome little piece. Uh, replacement tools like a new jack. You got any, if you need a flat tire, you got to have a jack to actually, you know, jack up the car um and uh, intakes for gen one minis if you're into that uh, how many of you guys out there still riding, still rocking the gen one minis that's what i want to know if you are outmotoring.com has you covered with an afe intake you put that in your car and you've got an r53 holy crap all of a sudden your supercharger comes alive and you hear that really awesome whining sound that everybody loves so much all those parts and so much more Available for you over at outmotoring.com. When you're there, make sure you sign up for the uh, newsletter. That way you get updated about these cool things like the spare tire, like the uh, anything else that comes up, Pilates shoes and all the other things that we always talk about. You can get all that stuff updated right in your inbox as well. All you have to do is sign up. As an added bonus, when you do sign up, you get a special discount coupon that saves you 5% on your order from outmotoring.com. Super duper awesome. Go over there. Check all that out and more. Don't forget the plug tires. Uh, over at outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and uh, space saver spare tires. That's uh, outmotoring.com. Boom. I, Boom. I put the link in the chat there. Thanks, sir. And it was called the actually the title of the Jalopnik article was the 2015 Mini John Cooper Works, the ultimate track day toy for rich kids. I saw that article and it didn't make any sense. First sentence. I want to read the first sentence from this. It seems fitting that Mini chose to reveal the new John Cooper Works hardtop around Yale University campus. This car is peppy, cute, fun, and absolutely coming to a tri-delt parking lot near you. For those of you who don't know that terminology, Tri-Delta, it's a sorority, okay? Is there a picture of this chick in the boot of the car with those stuffed animals? Yes, 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 yes. there is. It's in the article. Yeah, I want to see that because I didn't see that. It's in the article. We love, well, I mean, seriously, we, we love other auto journalists, but Steph, you missed the, you missed the mark on this one, babe. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know I'm, I don't even want to justify this with any more conversation. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I get really ill. No, linking up in the show notes, what I'll probably end up doing too is instead, is I will link up the uh, X car review of this, which is so much better. Yeah, yeah. That's what we'll get you. Instead. Awesome, awesome. So, um, a couple of, uh, of uh, various stuff that I wanted to talk about and have your uh, guys' opinion on it. Uh, Many people, you know, have messaged me and have, has, have asked us on monitoring filing, so how does it compare against the GP2? And I'm like, this makes no sense. Why would you want to make this comparison? Because the GP is the GP and the JCW is the JCW. And I don't know, maybe I mean, I, I'm not, maybe I'm not, well, I'm, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but I don't understand why you would want to switch from a GP2 to a JCW to a new one. Like switching from an exclusive car from something that is, you know, that's going to be mass-produced. Let's be honest, the, the GP is also mass-produced, but it's limited run. Uh, and not wait for the GP3 if you absolutely want something that is, you know, really uh, outstanding all around. I'm not saying the JCW is not great, but this is those are kind of two different cars. And I don't understand those comparisons that people want to make. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go there because we go into a whole GP discussion there, which is... <laughs> Not going to be relevant to the conversation tonight, and but good point. Pot, I know you've already looked. Does your JCW GP have more horsepower than the new 2015 JCW car? Horsepower to weight ratio, the answer to that question is yes. I have um, like one-tenth of one percent more horsepower to weight ratio than even the 228 horsepower new John Cooper works. So every, every many USA many just so you guys know every time you release a new JCW car Todd is going to figure out a way to make sure that his GP is faster. No, it's not. I'm sure the new JCW I'm sure the new JCW is faster. There's more torque there. It's going to lay it down quicker. But uh looking at it from that one factor which I know is meaningless to a lot of people, the horsepower to weight ratio in the 2006 GP1 
is still the best performing mini ever to come out of the factory by using that criteria. If Gabe were here, he told me I was full of shit. He'd say, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you just need to just get full that car, <laughs> just sell that car, just get rid of it, and get off my lawn." Yeah, get yeah, off my lawn. Yeah, awesome. Exactly. Yeah. But those are I, facts are facts. I'm not saying one thing or another. I'm just going. Those are the facts. Just take them for whatever you want. There we go. And then uh, last thing here before we move on to something else, um, Alex, I'm guessing you have a mini, not mini rant. Yeah, so you know, not a good car review from me would not be a good car review with some hate here and there, right? Mm-hmm. Right, DB. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's it's about just... to get real. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, so obviously, I'm very you know naive and everything because this is my first you know press junket, and so everybody's everybody's nice, everybody's happy, everything is awesome. Um, but a <laughs> couple of like people, <laughs> yeah, but a couple of journalists, my like, God, like. What are you guys doing here? Like it's like they they kind of have the in some ways like the best job in the world, right? Because they're driving cars like all the time, new cars right. all the time. But they keep finding a way to complain. And so there was this guy. Obviously, everybody wanted to drive a manual, right? And so there was this guy from Car and Driver. For some reason, he had like a German accent. I just don't get it. <laughs> uh, and so it's like it's you know, into we, we on the way back from the Wilsig Manor. And he's like, uh, and he asked like the fleet manager, like a very nice lady, he asked her, um, "Can I have a, a manual transmission again?" And and she was like, "Well, no, everybody's left. You know, there's only automatic left." Like it was the the end of the day. And she says, and she asked him like, "Is that all right?" And he says, "No, that is everything with a German accent. I can't do a German accent, so you guys have to imagine it." And he <laughs> says, "No, this is not all right. I want like a manual transmission car." <laughs> and really like started complaining. And I'm like, "Dude, chill out." This is like an amazing day. You have like so many people who would like to be in your in your spot right now. Just don't complain. Take the automatic and just get away. And you know what she does after that? She says, there was a manual left. I'm just giving it to you. <laughs> so, so she gave me the manual and the guy ended up uh, using the, the, the automatic transmission. Bunny girl, we talked about it. I'm just not going to go there again. Uh, and then Snapchat guy. So there is this guy. Who started like his? I think from auto car or something like this. He started his review with talking about a dead bird. Seriously, like if you go what? on the review, he'd start talking about the review. Uh, he started a review with about, uh, with a uh, story about a dead bird. Like I don't know, like some kind of dead bird got stuck in the air duct of a, of, of his JCW, and so this is just weird. Like don't <laughs> and and he started. You know, his review is not very positive. He has some good arguments. I'm not gonna you know argue against, but. Uh, you don't start your reviews with talking about dead birds. I mean, you know, like Mini USA, like, and any brand for that matter, is making a lot of effort to make sure everything goes as well as planned. But they're not gonna, you know, foresee a, a bird like coming into your car and get stuck in your air duct. So just don't complain about it. It's not <laughs> Mini's fault. I mean, this is just insane. So, car journalist, be uh, be cool. You guys have the best jobs in the world. So don't just don't don't complain. And also, some of you don't know how to drive manual, and that's not cool because you're a car journalist and you should know how to do that. This is just part of your job. Yeah, and, and you need to call those people out at the time. You're like, who? I smell clutch. Who here does not know how to drive a manual? Because you cannot hide that. Because that smell is unmistakable among car enthusiasts. <laughs> and, and you know how I found this out? Actually, Pat, Pat told me, Pat told me uh, uh, I'm not sure if I can say this, but anyway, I'm going to say it. He told me, you know, like we have on many instances, uh, journalists from very well-known publications uh, that just can't drive manual. And, and they come back with the car totally and the destroyed. Just and we cannot say it's their fault because those are such big publications. Otherwise, right. they're going to ruin us, right? Right. But but some people just don't know how to do it. And, and the way I found out, it's not because Pat told me. It's because when I got first in the car, I was the first driving and Gabe drove after me. I pressed the clutch, depressed it. I'm like, Dude, someone drove this car and totally ruined it. And it was only 1,100 miles on the autometer. Uh, on the autometer, it was. Yeah. This is ridiculous. I mean, honestly. And plus, it's so easy now with the rev matching. I don't know. I I believe it. But let me let me just say this going into it. What you said, I think, is very true. This car is targeted towards enthusiasts, which is why you were there because our show is targeted to to enthusiasts. They are going to listen to us. They are going <coughs> to read your review and they're going to respect it because 
you deserve that respect, and those are the people who are shopping for this car. This seriously is not a car that's going to be targeted to sorority girls at Yale. I'm sure. S- yeah. I'm targeted sorry. to sorority girls at Yale, Todd. I'm rethinking this whole thing. Well, the way she writes there, her article, though, I'm reading it, she's like, everything's vague. You know, the clutch is vague, the brakes are vague. So that would be targeted to a sorority girl. Oh, gosh. Because they're kind of vague. Check. I, I'm sorry. She's not, not, not good. Sorry. Yeah. So. Anyway, let's be done. Uh, we're not actually done. Um, our good friend AJ, queen of the mini wave. She has six cars. <laughs> I can mini wave down. Friend. I will take that. I will you take that title. On Facebook, you will see that she rants about people that don't wave back at her more than anything no, else. No, I do not. Yes, you do. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> I do not. I just say I, I waved and people waved back. It's okay. We like your haters on the show. Don't worry. <laughs> Okay. There are more. There are more people that complain about people not waving to them. Now, and since like, you know talking what? talking wave. to AJ before she goes out to Maze on the Mac, AJ, I just want to remind you that you are going out to um, uh, drive with a whole bunch of other people that I guarantee will all wave back. Yeah. So you should oh. stock up on waves. I, you know, I stock up on waves all the time. Jersey okay. waves. I have to tell you, Jersey waves. Jersey waves. Is that the middle finger wave? I mean, that's the Jersey Shore no, no, wave. They that's, wave. The, that's the Jersey wave. Shore the Jersey wave. We wave. <laughs> Got it. So anyway, AJ is out there with Chad and uh, Charlie Vogelheim, of uh, all people, uh, from Motor Trend Podcast, out at the Mackinac... Mackinac, Mac, oh, Mackinac. Mackinac. It's spelled Mackinac, Mackinac but it's, spelled, Mac- it's said Mackinac. Really? Yeah. What yeah. the f- is wrong with Michiganians? It's those Michigan people. They say stuff. Out at the bridge, and we hopefully talked to them over the weekend while they were out there trying to break the world record for the most number of uh, Mini Coopers on a bridge. And if we did talk to them, it's going to go right here. Hey, this is Todd uh, on the line with uh, Andrea from Mini on the Mac in Mackinac, Michigan. You're about to start the cars and do this parade, right? Yes, sir. Everybody's in their cars right now. People are hanging out. The got a guy from Mini of Ann Arbor in front of me, and, and the poor guy's been taking pictures all morning long. So he's finally in his car and. People are starting their engines. We're so, getting ready to roll. So now the big question is, did they announce, did you guys break the record? Or are you They going? still have not said. I think we have to actually they have to count make, the cars. make the parade go, and then at the end they will tell us. Right. But I believe that we have enough cars registered. Because I think that you know they're going to have the Guinness people there, I believe, and they have to count the cars as they yep. go. And then they'll have to – they probably have multiple people doing that. They all have to compare, yada, yada, yada. So, well – Here's here's fingers crossed. It's probably going to be you know an hour or more before we know for sure. So we'll try back in a bit. But uh, how's the event so far? Uh, so far, it's been a, you know the usual mini party. It's it's a good time. Everybody's like very enthusiastic and happy, and and there's a lot of people uh, from past events here that are all getting together. It feels like a reunion of sorts. <laughs> yeah, like so I said, really it's nice. a little it's a little uh, miniature um, MTTS reunion from last year. Yeah, and like a, a uh, like a pre uh, MTTS kind of oh my god, these guys are funny. Kid in front of me is like jumped out of his car hanging out and taking pictures. Um, yeah, it, it you know, it's the general mini mood. Everybody's in a good mood and Yeah, that's awesome. How's the at, how's the weather? The weather's awesome. Uh, we have a little bit of cloud cover, blue skies, uh, cool temperatures. I don't know. I'd say it's probably 68 maybe. Oh, that's awesome. Um, Not too hot. It's it's perfect. So we're going to have a good drive across the bridge and a nice little party when we get to the other side. Well, that is awesome. I know we've got some other – Chad's got some recordings coming up here. And, uh, you know, you've taken some, some great pictures. Go check our Instagram over at White Roof Radio. And be safe up there. And I will try and check in with you you know, uh, once you're done here. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, check back because I'm sure there's going to be more revelry going on and we'll have some good stories. Um, we just listened to the police chief of the city, you know, give us the rules of the road and how we're supposed to follow him. And uh, so now we're just sitting in a sea of minis waiting to... It sounds like a logistical nightmare off. to me to have 1,400 cars in a parade. I mean... <laughs> It, it just I'm does. curious to see how this is going to work because we do have to – we can maintain no less than two car links. You, so you have to be like right up on somebody's you know, yeah. more or less boot. Yeah. And uh, although the speed limit across the bridge is 45 miles an hour, uh, I seem to recall somebody saying that we might be able to go a little bit faster than that. But I, I don't – 
you know how it is. Yeah. It's safety first, people. Just That's right. Easy. Well, everybody be yeah. safe, and uh, we will check in with you in a bit. So uh, have fun, and let's go break a record. All right. All right. Talk thanks. to you soon. All right. Bye. All right, Mini on the Mac is over with, and we are on the line uh, with Andrea Jones on our way home from the event in Michigan. AJ, how's it going? Pretty good, Todd. Yeah? So did you have a have a good time? We talked to you right before the event was about to start, or before the, the parade was about to start. And uh, tell us a little bit about the experience. Uh, you know, it was a fantastic time. There were a ton of minis there. Uh, 1,319, I believe, to be exact. A uh, little bit short of the number of cars that were needed for the record. But, you know, when you get that many minis together, it's a party, as usual. Um, felt like a little bit of a, a reunion for Mini Takes the States uh, 2014 people. There were a lot of people there that had participated in that. And there were a lot of new faces there, a lot of, like, really great-looking cars from all over the United States. So that was pretty fun. Oh, that's awesome. Well, they fell a little short of the world record. Which is all right. They did this two years ago. Any word on uh, whether they want to do it again in two years? Uh, it sounds like they want to do it again in 2017. They're uh, intent upon breaking this uh, record. And I think with a little more planning and uh, concentration, they will be able to do it. So uh, so how was the event all together? I mean, I know you guys, you guys got there pretty early in the morning on Saturday, and a lot of people were still getting registered to go. I mean, that's that's a lot of cars in one place and a lot of people to wrangle. Yeah, you know, I think it was somewhat like herding cats at some point. Um, and the fact that a lot of people were staying um, on you know, there were people staying on both sides of the bridge, and we all needed to be over on the Mackinac City side in the morning. Right. So there were people coming over the Mackinac Bridge to get over there, um, and it just was a lot of a lot of congestion, I think, and a lot of cars. But uh, Mini of Grand Rapids and Mini USA were both there on the ground, uh, flagging people in, and uh, they got everybody, I think, fairly well organized. Um, Coming out of the uh, the area where we had been staged at, I think there may have been a bit of um, confusion in terms of what exactly the instructions were to qualify for this world record. Yeah. And um, I am pretty certain that uh, part of the group um, somehow missed a turn and did not actually get counted. Um, because in addition to registering all the cars prior to the actual event, they they still had to validate those number of cars on the road and in this parade. Right. And the parade itself actually was to occur before we hit the bridge. So it's my understanding that there were some cars that missed the turn that we were supposed to be on. Right. They caught back up with the group, but they caught up after the fact. And then we were supposed to keep, I think, no more two car lengths in between cars that fell apart there were parts where there were more than two car lengths yeah so there were some there were some we, gaps, um, so. even if we had the numbers i think as a group um <laughs> maybe we're not really good at following directions <laughs> um, well that's a lot of people yeah. in a very short so, amount of uh, but all in all it was a good time they had a great little party afterwards for everybody and uh, you know so, well, since our signal's disgrade, degrading so much, we'll have you back on the show to talk about this. But I'm glad everybody had a good time. It was a safe trip. I didn't hear of any uh, major incidents or anything going down. So, but it's too bad. No, I... I yeah, yeah. Too bad they missed the world think, record by just a few, you know, hundred and some cars. Yeah, hundred and some cars and a little bit of, you know, instruction. I mean, it's pretty nerve-wracking to drive in, you know, in a line of that many cars. Right. When you think about it. And you're not used to driving that tight. And uh, I think this is the one time as a mini owner that I would strongly advise um, stand down on your waves, put your hands on the wheel and just drive <laughs> because that was a little distracting. You know, you're like, oh, look, minis, I got a wave. It's like, no, you don't pay attention to the car ahead of you right. and the car behind you and, you know, break the world record. And then you can wave like crazy because really the, the all the townspeople were out waving at us like we were in Leroy, New York last year right right so right. That, that was pretty awesome um but yeah it was it was a it was a giant effort and hats off to everybody who uh 
tried to, you know, tried to pull it off. And uh, I think we'll be back in 2017. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you had a good time and safe. And I uh, wish you safe travels back to New Jersey. Um, Thank you, sir. It's going to be a long drive. I know a lot of people got stuck in Michigan because uh, an accident or two closed the bridge this morning. So it sounds like you got out just in time. Yeah, we got out just as the rain started to fall. But I can tell you this, uh, that Mackinac Bridge, when it gets wet, it's pretty scary. And the wind was blowing. And uh, I understand that a tractor trailer or maybe somebody hauling a trailer um, tipped over. Tipped over. Yeah. So that you know, stopped everybody. And I know there were a couple of people from uh, our group that were posting, you know, yeah, messages and pictures. I actually got a video from Jameson um, and he, I guess, apparently was stuck in the middle of it. So. Oh, oh, lovely. Yeah. Well, you got out, you made it. So uh, safe travels back home then. And uh, we will talk to you soon back on the show. Okie dokie. Hey, AJ, thanks for taking the time. Thanks for making a making a point to actually go out and be part of the White Your Freedia crew at the Mackin' Number. That's really rad of you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. I, ho- I hope I hope Chad behaved himself. Well, I hope everybody's safe, too. I mean, we're this part of the show, it's weird. Magic of editing yes. um, is, uh, is recorded before you go. So, you know, I'm saying be safe, have fun, have a good time. These are many people. It's going to be like a MTTS reunion, eh? Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, does anybody have anything else? Any um, good? Anything I else? I don't believe so. Anything yeah. at all? Anything at all? Nothing at all? Uh, no, yes, I parked Uber my car in valet testing. this weekend, and they wouldn't drive the car because they didn't know how to drive stick. How's that? Oh, jeez. Shame. Awesome. You know what? Yeah. That happened, AJ, uh, that happened to me. I was uh, at a car wash, and the guys couldn't drive my car. I actually had to drive my car into the tunnel because the guys couldn't drive the, uh, the manual transmission. At least they admitted that and didn't ruin your yeah. clutch, so... Exactly. I'm said, I can't drive your car. I'm like, what? This was awesome. Cool. Another cool. reason for the automatic. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what? if I had an automatic transmission car, every time I go to a valet, I just have uh, thoughts and memories of Ferris Bueller Day Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. And I think if I've got a cool car, that's what the valets are doing to it. And if you, uh, I see what you're in. Hey, okay. the NASCAR days today at at. at we had uh, Kyle Busch at, at Mars, and I talked to somebody from NASCAR that was there with him. And they're like, I'll drive your car. I'm like, it's just a Cooper. It's not like an S or a Oh, they'll drive the shit out of that car. And he's like, I would still drive it. And I'm like, okay. And then I told nope. him we had on the Monster Mile. And he's like, so how'd you feel coming off that? I'm like, you don't understand. We didn't get to go very fast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of, NASCAR, speaking of NASCAR, I'm hoping everybody on this show, everybody now who's – who's on the show tonight, is going to come to Kansas City uh, the weekend of October 10th. I Definitely, I need to get my uh, U.S. citizenship, so uh, this is something i got to do. Do you yeah. want me to marry you, and then you'll be a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there, that's instantaneous right there. <laughs> Boom. That's the easy, that's the easy so, way out. So, uh, easy just, way out. Just so you know, we actually have a rule. It's uh, half your age plus seven, and I don't think Alex fits. He's too young. <laughs> yeah, I'm like a child. No, actually. I think he's a little bit. Oh no, he actually might. No, he actually he's in. He's, he fits right in. Perfect. You should let's yeah, make this happen, dude. Stop saying that stuff. I'm gonna get a call from the immigration and they're gonna burn me down. <laughs> We're can, joking. Can do it. We are com- can do it because uh, he's dude, an. Dude, I would never do that. We are There's completely. No way. We are completely. Chad, joking. you want me to marry Chad now? This is kind of weird. He's saying Chad could perform the ceremony. Done he, done. Could, he could perform the ceremony. <laughs> perform the ceremony. Perfect. I like it. Let's make this happen. We have digressed. Let's go. This is that funny time in the show. Where yeah, yeah. The making funny a clicking show. noise. We're making a click. <laughs> I, I do want to say thanks to all you guys out there who have been listening to us, especially those of you who have stuck with us since 2005. That is really freaking awesome. Uh, and for those of you who have been with us for any, you know, longer than you know, a show. Uh, that's really rad that you guys keep coming back and listening to the show every week. We really appreciate it. It's why we do it. Um, and it's just amazing that we've been doing this, you know, for 10 years. I'm one of those guys. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, of course, thanks to Todd, Gabe, Nathaniel, Chad, uh, AJ, and everybody else that's ever been on the show. Michael Babishkin. Kind of help make it happen. Yep. And Mike Babishkin. Yes. Oh, and Michael Babishkin. Don't forget about the Babishkins. That's right. Yep. Everybody. Even uh, I think we've had Fireball Tim on the show. We've had a zillion people on the show. Yes. It's amazing. Um, we might have a highlight reel, but probably not. Don't, want, don't wait for that. 
<laughs> Don't hold your breath. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of shows to go through. Just, just go back and start listening to shows. I'll open up the feed so that they're all available in iTunes. Just go back and re-listen. Start at show number one. I'll link it up. Ooh, don't actually skip show number one. That was really bad. <laughs> number one that's over at DB Mini US. Yeah, and and it was interesting because years, years like three, four, and five, we lost our liquor license. So you know, <laughs> it's a little sketchy in there for a couple of years. Uh, yeah, we managed we managed through it though. I'm not really sure how we did, but we managed through. Holy Toledo. Anyway, uh, thanks again, guys. We just really appreciate it. You know, and if if you're one that would like, because uh, you haven't yet, you'd like to say something nice about White Roof Radio, a really good place to do that is the White Roof Radio iTunes page. Click on over, um, you know, put down a five-star review, four-star review, whatever you feel like, you know, the more the merrier. That's what we always say. And then some nice words is always greatly appreciated. Um, those things help us grow as a show and grow as, you know, all the other things. And uh, to those of you who actually support us through Patreon, we appreciate that as well. Uh, that money's going to very good use as we speak speak um about some very top secret hush hush stuff uh that we'll be telling you about uh, probably another week or 10 um and yeah so thanks everybody but this is the part show where i like to make the funny clicking sound after i tell you guys about motoring stripes motoringstripes.com go order some stripes do taunts bumper strips week, stripes bumps, all kinds of crazy stuff what so have can you asked the question about the uh, roof get it, get it, thing not there mm-hmm. There was no. something new that was supposed to be there, too. That's F- F- F-56 uh, rear bumper protection strip. Yes, the F-56 rear bumper protection strip. Uh, just bug him for it if you want one. Honestly, he'll send it to you. He'll charge you a lot of money for it, too. But he's going to give you 5% off if you use the coupon code of 5050. Yes. Uh, same with the white roof radio sunroof delete kit. Go over there, bug Todd for one of those, and use the coupon code of uh, 5050, and uh, he'll give you a good deal on that as well. All of this stuff and so much more over at motoringstripes.com. Because, Alex, why? Uh. Sorry, come again? Blank is boring. <laughs> Blank is boring. Come on, Alex. Blank is boring. Come is, on, you already said it. This is Alex's first show tonight. <laughs> Get out. Get out. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> All right, guys. How do you say that in French, Alex? How do you say it? Uh, dégage. I think it's dégage? like shorter. Yeah, That's it? it? Get out. I don't, we, don't have, like, we don't have lawns in France. You don't have lawns. <laughs> <laughs> no grass in France. <laughs> it's oh, all I'm sure con- there is grass. They sure concreted the entire grass. country How over. Get off my grass. After World War II, they concreted the entire country over. <laughs> yeah, it's because of grapevine. Because of you guys, America. Just say get, off, get out of my park. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my concrete. And concrete is an American word or an oh. English word, so you say get clicking off. noise. Clicking noise. Yes. Of <laughs> Thanks, everybody, again. This is the part of the show, Holy Toledo. This is the part of the show where I do like to make that funny clicking noise. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes, which actually works. You can also email us, feedback at whiteroofradio.com. Tell me speaking. This is DB. I'm done. Cheers. Adiós. Good night, gentlemen.